Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Watermark Student Podcast. My name is Jermaine Harrison, and as always, I'm joined by one of our co-hosts, Hannah Spence. Hey, hey, it's good to be here. And our student guest for the day is Jackson Howell. Jackson, how are we doing? I'm doing great today, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Guys, if you're wondering um, where Will is, he's in the room, but he's sitting over there on the couch um, he is perishing. He just recovered, quote unquote, from having the flu. Like most of you um, have the flu. There's actually a school that's currently shut down because of the flu. They send everyone home so that everyone can heal and recover. <laughs> um, but most of us here are still holding strong. If you haven't gotten your flu shot, maybe you should go get it so you can stay strong through this flu season. Um, but we're excited for this episode and we're excited to have Jackson on to give us his thoughts on an important topic, but also on a not so important topic, but we still need to talk about it. Okay, y'all ready? I would say that's important. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, we guys. Need to know. We have been helping you understand and grow in your, um, uh, what's the word? Your, your etiquette. Etiquette, etiquette training. And so right now in this holiday season, we just wrapped up Halloween coming up as Thanksgiving and then there's Christmas and it's, it's a, it's a, the most wonderful time of year as some would say, but sometimes people's opinions and beliefs on you know, when things should start happening related to certain holidays may cause some, you know, some fun or playful anger slash frustration. So here's my question to both of you guys, Jackson and Hannah. When is the appropriate time to, you know, bring in the Christmas spirit? And by that, I mean, putting up Christmas lights, playing Christmas music, and just overall getting into the Christmas zone. When is it too early and when is it too late? What, what are y'all's thoughts? Jackson, tell us what you think. I think that for us, because we live in Texas, it would definitely be after Thanksgiving. But I think that if you live somewhere up north where like it's snowing by that time, like it would definitely be appropriate because that's like the Christmas like weather, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, after, so you're saying after Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. I Anna? differ on that a little bit. I think because we live in Texas and it just goes from like summer heat to everything's dead. You got to bring in the Christmas spirit a little early and have a little bit of that joy for a longer amount of time. <laughs> like I, for one, am decorating for Christmas tomorrow with my roommates. Wow. And so that might be early for other people, but I'm like, hey, let me enjoy it. So you <laughs> threw out the pumpkins and you immediately brought in the pine tree or yeah. whatever the Christmas tree is made of. Yeah, bringing in the ornaments, the lights, <laughs> everything. Wow. I think I'm I'm with Hannah on this. I know there's some people out there. I'm probably Will is one of them if he was over here on a <laughs> microphone that are like, no, you got to give Thanksgiving its day. And I'm like, I'm giving it its day. I love Thanksgiving. Its day is November 25th or whatever day Thanksgiving is. But if you wait until after Thanksgiving to like start celebrating Christmas, like you, you literally only have three weeks. That's not and, enough. And so I feel like you should extend the, the joy of Christmas music and of lights. If I had it my way, 
we as a family, my family, we would have our Christmas tree up from now until the end of January. Um, my wife refu- would refuse uh, that request. And so oh. we just have it like so right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right before Thanksgiving is probably when we would put up our Christmas tree and lights and different things so that after Thanksgiving, it's already Christmas. Okay. And then she'll she'll allow us to like have it up until like you know close to january so it's a it's a compromise i love christmas it's the best time of year i agree Um, anyways i agree guys thank you so much for your feedback and your thoughts there if you have a differing opinion let us know in the dms at shoreline dallas and by the way like Will always says, every time we start the podcast off, uh, we want to make sure that this resource is getting out to as many people as possible. We need as many people as possible to know they should start celebrating Christmas right now. Um, and so if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or on iTunes uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast so that it's easier for other people to find it. Now, making a transition from talking about uh, holiday etiquette, um, we're going to be talking about a more serious matter. Um, And like we always say, the students, we give the student the option to talk, think through what topic they would want to address. And today, Jackson Howell, who is a senior at Lake Highlands High School. Yes. And do you know where you're going for college or whatever is next yet? I don't know, but... I'm trying to get into some places that I probably won't get into. But there's, there's, I, it's worth to ask. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's you got to take your shot. Shoot your shot. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, another unique thing about Jackson is he has a sibling in every grade of high school. Yep. He's a senior, has a junior sibling, a freshman sibling, and a sophomore sibling. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's impressive for their family. Um, okay. Anyways, Jackson wanted to talk about this this topic of how to be authentic about your sin, how to be authentic about your sin. And so, Jackson, just to kind of get us started, I wanted to ask you, like, why did you choose that topic? Why was the that topic the one that really um, stood out to you as something that you'd love to share and talk about? I chose this topic because it's something that I've been dealing with a lot over the past, I think, three months. And it's just something that's really been on my mind and been on my heart. So whenever it was presented to me as an option, I was like, that's perfect. Because, you know, there's nothing more that I've been talking about with my community group more. And I think that it gives me the the most opportunity to encourage other people because that's what I've been told by people like my community group. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, Jackson, if you if you don't mind, what when you say the last three months, this has been your experience having um, uh, to be authentic about your sin. Would you be willing to be authentic to however many hundreds of people will listen to this podcast yeah, episode on what that is my for you specifically with for as a really we, long time? You know, that talk I've never about been authenticity before with anyone about opportunity to even um, model mainly including pornography and masturbation because that's been a really big struggle in my life and it was something that I had a very hard time being authentic about and I had a hard time bringing it into the light but I think it's something that I've been able to be very authentic about since I've started sharing it that's amazing and that's like one of those um thank you for sharing that here so publicly that's like one of those challenges that um, is easier to hide and it's easier to not be authentic about because it's um, deeply personal. It's, you know, somewhat embarrassing if it's something that you want to not be a part of your life. And so I think it takes boldness and courage for you to 
bring that up with your group and um, to even bring that up here. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. And to add a female perspective to that, I think all that Jermaine just said about how hard that is to share stands true for girls as well. But also want to say like, I think the lie that girls don't struggle with that um, is something that holds a lot of girls back from sharing their struggles with sexual sin um, and want to just say like, that's not true. And many girls do struggle with that. And bringing that to the light is something that will bring a lot of freedom. So this podcast isn't just for guys, um, isn't something to write off and be like, oh, um, most girls don't struggle with this. This is something that you, if you personally as a girl struggle with, can learn a lot from. But also if it's not your struggle, it's something you can listen to and use to be a good friend to your friends that do struggle with it and take things away from that to be like, I can love my friends well by knowing how to respond well when my friends share authentically about their sin. Yeah. Um, I think of um, 1 Corinthians 6, it is where the Apostle Paul is like talking about the fact that um, if you're a follower of Jesus, your body no longer belongs to you. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that you should glorify God with your body. And the way that he specifically challenges believers to glorify God with their body is through the um, their their the sexual expression and rejecting temptation and and running towards God's ideal there. And I think that it's it's so interesting that um, maybe a, a, t- a topic or a struggle that people are nervous or afraid to bring up is something that is so talked about on numerous occasions all throughout scripture because all of us struggle with it in some, in some form or fashion. And, um, there's, there's truly healing in the telling. Um, so moving along, Jackson, I'm curious, did you ever, um, in your struggle with, with this sexual sin and temptation, did you ever think to yourself, man, I I can't tell anyone I need to figure this out on my own. Um, and if you did talk to us about what that looked like, how, how were you trying to figure it out on your own? And what made you realize, I need help. I need to bring this into the light. Yeah. So whenever I was trying to struggle with this on my own, there's a few different attitudes that I had out like towards it as I was trying to deal with this on my own. One of them was trying to solve the problem, but between me and God, like the relationship with God, even though I wouldn't be open with community about it and I wouldn't bring it into the light, like God was telling me to. Um, so I was just, I was trying to like, you know, read my Bible every day, Mm -hmm. trying to pray a lot and which none of those things are bad, but you're just, you know, trying to self-contain it and keep it a secret between you and, and just God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going about it the right way, but for the wrong reasons. And then another one was that I was just like, oh, you know, like, I'll just be a man. Like, I'll tough it out. Like, yeah. I'll like, you know, I'll just, I'll just stop. And yeah. it never works. Actually, it, it didn't for me. I won't say that as an absolute. Yeah. I mean, if it was as easy as I'll just stop, lots of people would have just stopped yeah. um, their, their addictions or their running toward whatever the sin. And especially um, one related to, um, you know, pornography and sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jackson, when you authentically shared with your community for the very first time, what were you most nervous about happening? Like, how did you envision them responding, maybe? And then how did they actually respond when you authentically shared? Well, it was kind of weird because I knew how they were going to respond, but I was still extremely nervous to do it. Like, the, I came back from camp, and the first time that I met with them, I had... 
I said I was like, okay, there's something like serious I need to share with y'all. And even after I said that, I was just kind of like sitting there, like trying to figure out like how to start sharing it because I it was it was just so nerve wracking. And I never actually believed that anybody that I shared it with would react in a way that would be like bad, like that they would like shame me or something like that. But for some reason, I was still extremely afraid of that. Like I was just feeling the like the emotions mm-hmm. that come from that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how we can get in our heads about the the sin that's that has us stuck and has us trapped. It's so easy to like even you like you knew the guys in your community and you knew that if you shared the 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 deepest struggles and hurts of your heart that they would welcome you with open heart arms but for some reason in your mind you envisioned them like you know like what i can't believe you're doing that i can't believe you shared that or like flipping the tables over and are like we're no longer your friend like we have this this you know this narrative in our minds of how it's going to go and we know it's not going to go like that but yeah. still we allowed that to to hold us back. Yeah. That's just such an interesting thing to think about. It was even like a little bit more ridiculous than that because I had literally like had conversations with some of those guys where we were talking to somebody about the same things that I was struggling with. So like I had responded in a way and they had responded in a way like where we were kind of like talking together with a person. And so it was like, I had been like on their side of it before and I knew like how, like what they would think and how they were going to. Yeah. You had clear evidence of how they would respond. And I think that that's just a, uh, a blessing in your life that you know that you have dependable trustworthy friends um that aren't just buddies that you do fun stuff with and do life with which those things are great but are people that actually care about your life and care about the the deeper issues of your heart and mind and and want to help you walk with jesus and that's what it means to be in community so anyone listening if that's not um a part of your story or you feel like you don't have a community uh, we'd love to help you find it, um, especially if you're a student here in Dallas. Um, our small groups are a great place for you to be known and accepted and welcomed in where you can honestly share your, your struggles and challenges and be met with grace and truth and with God's word. So, um, okay. Why, why is it necessary to confess your sin, Jackson? Like, like, why, why does the Bible invite us and, and encourage us to do that? Like, maybe we should just figure it out on our own, right? No. <laughs> yes. Wait, hold on. Let, let me read this real quick so I can, like, review myself because I read down some stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll ask that question again then okay. after, when, you, when you feel good. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, great. All right, I'll ask it again. Okay, Jackson, why is being authentic and um, confessing your sins to other people so important? Like, what benefit um, does it add to your life? You know, if you think about it and think it's going to be embarrassing or that people are going to respond a certain way or that it's not um, maybe in your best interest, why is it important? Why does the Bible tell us to confess our sins? Yeah, a verse that I really go to about that is 1 John 1, 7, which says, if we, are, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. And I think this, this is really important because it's important that we don't carry our burdens alone, especially as Christians, because Satan works best in secret. 
and like his some of his biggest lies especially in my life have been like oh you're alone or like you can deal with this on your own or nobody needs to know or like like nobody knows so they don't need to know and stuff like that and once you initially get that out of just your personal life and make it into somebody else's like problem too like not that it's their problem but like once you share your burden with them it becomes so much easier yeah, it really takes a weight off of it. As you were talking about that, I was thinking of Psalms 32, um, where David is talking about the sin in his life. And he says, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away and I was groaning all the day long. When you keep that in, you truly are in just this inner turmoil um, and fear and worry that is holding you back from relationship with the Lord, but also relationship with others. Um, and the Lord says in his word, and he holds true to his words, that when we confess our sins to one to another, we will be healed and that there's power um, in bringing that to the light and power in allowing others to partner in prayer with you and accountability and walk with you in that and so much more freedom in that than just trying to be like me and God got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because as you both of you guys were talking about like bringing it into the light and the power that comes with the telling, if you will, I thought of first Peter five, eight, which describes our enemy, the devil. It says that he's like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour like Satan wants to destroy us and he wants to destroy us by um, challenging us or making us think that we can fix our sin issues on our own, that we can overcome pornography or masturbation or, you know, any other sin, uh, greed, pride, self-righteousness by ourselves. He wants us to be alone because that's when that's the the prime way for a lion to destroy and devour its prey. We've all seen the like, you know, National Geographic, you know, animal videos or whatever. And it's like a whole herd of zebras and there's, you know, one zebra off by itself. And the one that gets attacked and eaten is which one? The one that's off alone by itself. Because, um, you know, the, the the lion isn't running towards the the strength in numbers of the, the pack of zebras. He's going to the one that's, or she, the lioness, because they're the ones that hunt, I think. Yeah. That's right. Anyways, um, they're going off to the, the vulnerable person that's off by themselves. And so I say that to say, to agree with you guys, that when we're by ourselves on our own, that's when we're more vulnerable to Satan's lies, Satan's attacks, and to being defeated by our sin. But when we confess and bring things into the light, it's like we're bringing ourselves into the herd, if you will, the community of believers and their strength in those numbers. And so... That's really good, Jackson. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think the other side of this um, uh, conversation about confession, like we've talked about, you know, you personally confessing and how, um, you know, that's that's received by others. And I guess this next question is kind of putting you on the other side of this um, and putting yourself in the situation where someone else is coming to you, someone in your community is coming to you and confessing sin. Um, if you were to give advice to our listeners, Jackson, on how they should react when someone is confessing sin or being authentic with them with them about their sin, how should they respond? Yeah, I think definitely the biggest and first thing is to be encouraging and loving towards them because they just took a really big step and it took a lot of courage for them to share whatever they just shared with you. And you could respond in a way that is technically correct. Like it could be biblically correct. You could quote some scripture or something, but if it's not encouraging them, then they're not going to feel like they're going to be able to be open with you again. Mm, that's so good. 
that's so good that the first response is kindness and compassion. Like literally um, this last week, we talked about it at Shoreline um, that when Jesus saw the multitude of, you know, 15,000 people coming to him when they were trying to go take a break, him and his disciples, that Jesus had compassion on them. And so it should be with us that when um, people in our community, people that we love and know want to walk with Jesus come confessing their burdens and their sins, that we should be, like Jackson said, the first thing should be, you know, encouragement and, uh, you know, a bringing them in, if you will, and refusing to like, um, resisting the urge to like say something like amazing of like, oh, I have to like say the perfect thing or have the perfect verse or say the perfect prayer that's going to make this all better. Like, um, that's a bunch of, um, pressure on the situation that honestly doesn't need to be there. And that just your, your, your presence and, um, care for that person in that moment is ministering to them and serving them. Yeah. It's important. I would say to be slow to speak and to listen and make sure you're understanding what they're communicating as well. Cause we can definitely feel the pressure to be like, oh, I know what you're saying. Here's the quick fix. Here's truth. But to ask good questions, to understand fully what they are confessing or what they're struggling with, and then get to walk alongside and, and bring truth in a loving, kind and gentle manner. Yeah. And I think another thing I would add in how you should respond when someone else um, confesses their sin is to do whatever you need to do to follow up in the future, because it can be so easy in that moment. Like, like even using your example, if I was in your community group and I heard you share and confess, I could respond in that moment with like, you know, kindness and encouragement. Like you talked about, I could, you know, remind you of what's true. I could really care for you well that day and then never bring it up again. And I think, um, that's a missed opportunity where I can, you know, a week later, months later, or whatever, ever so often. Hey, how's that going? I remember when you, you know, you shared that with us, like, you know, um, have you continued to experience freedom or whatever it might be? I think that follow up, like just demonstrates friendship and care. That's, that's really, really important. Yeah. yeah. And that follow up can be very helpful in like when you confess sin, oftentimes you're not going to be like, wow, I can confess that every time now. And it's going to be easy. The fear is gone. That fear is probably there. So to have a friend come along and ask takes away that initial, like, I've got to bring it up. It's yeah. like someone's like, I care about you so much that I'm going to ask. And in that moment, you can feel so loved and even more freedom to share like, man, I did it again. I messed up or, Hey, actually I've taken a lot of ground in this and I'm so thankful that you asked. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that's definitely one of the situations where it's important to be able to discern whether somebody's asking for advice or if they just want you to listen. Cause like one thing, <laughs> one thing that I've like seen on social media and stuff is like, if you're talking to a girl, like you, like you got to ask them like, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? Cause a lot of the time they don't want advice. <laughs> and I think that, I think that Ouch. that definitely applies. Cause like, like, you know, sometimes like if somebody confesses something to somebody that there's, oh. Not all the time are they asking, like, just for steps. Like, sometimes they just want, you know, somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they do want advice. Yeah, that's true. And maybe even asking that question, are you asking, wanting me to listen? Are you wanting um, to me to give you wisdom and counsel as well is helpful. 
I love that. And I also love that you you're getting your advice on relating to girls from social media. That's that's the best. It works. I love that. <laughs> OK, uh, I think this has been a great conversation. Um, let's wrap it up. Uh, Jackson, is there any last piece of advice that you'd give um, to anyone? Maybe it's someone who is on the verge of, um, you know, being authentic, but they're still nervous to share. What word of advice would you give to them? Or maybe it's someone who's hiding and they think that they can figure it out all on their own. How would you encourage or advise them? I would say to to get to the point where you're confessing like at all. Because a lot of the time, whenever I would think about it, I would be like, oh, like, if I confess, then I'm going to have to tell, like, all these people. But it's better to tell one person than to tell no one. Because once you tell one person, it becomes so much easier to tell anyone. Yeah. Like, whenever I first told my camp counselor, I was, like, I was so nervous. I was stuttering, like, all over the place. And, but then a few, like... A week later, I ended up telling my entire cabin and our sister cabin at camp. And that was something that I would have never imagined or seen myself doing before. But once I told just that one person, it became yeah. a lot easier. You're, you're saying like, take a step, take a small, a, a small step and, and the Lord will use that to expand and, and, and bring more people in. That's awesome. Anything you'd add, Hannah? I would add, um, recently I heard someone say that in their time with the Lord each day, if they don't have something to confess, then their heart is misaligned. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm good, I don't have anything that I need to bring and confess, I would just ask you to like reevaluate and come before the Lord and check your heart um, because we are sinners and sin is very deceitful. Um, and the Lord encourages us um, to exhort one another every day so that we aren't hardened by sin. And so do that in your own life and also follow up with your friends about the things that they have shared and um, encourage them in that and help them walk um, in confession and model that for yourself. That's so good. Um, and the last thing I would say about that kind of just like ties all of that together is James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. And um, that was a verse that that really stood out to me when I was in grad school, um, where one of my professors was talking about this verse. And she was saying she said this phrase that I've repeated so many times. There's healing in the telling. And what she meant by that in relation to James 516, the verse literally says, confess your faults, like share your struggles, share your temptations, even confess your sin at the thought level, even if it's not something that you've done because you're, you're immediately, um, uh, taking away some of its power, some of the power of the enemy. And that there is a, there is a unique way in which you are actually physically being healed, psychologically being healed, emotionally being healed, mentally being healed as you confess your sin and invite others in to help you. And so wherever you are, uh, listener, and I hope that you, you've heard loud and clear that Jesus loves you, that there's no condem condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you've placed your faith and trust in him, um, there's nothing that you can do that will separate you from the love of God. And in fact, it frees you 
to be authentic like Jackson um, has been talking about today. All right. That's all we got time for today, Jackson. Thank you so much for for hopping on and sharing authentically from your life and experience and um, giving us uh, wisdom for the for 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 the future. Uh, Hannah, thanks for being here. Will, thanks for being here. Hopefully the next the next podcast episode, you'll be well enough to, to hop on and give us some more etiquette training. Um, we love you guys and we'll see you all soon. Have a great week of worship. Peace.